The Chargers just wrapped up their second preseason game against the Cowboys, and the big winner was Josh Palmer, who looks like he's absolutely ready for the regular season to start. The special teams, on the other hand, definitely not in midseason form. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now, but we're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen on this extra special episode recapping the Chargers' second preseason game. Happy to be here with you guys late on a Saturday night, but thank you guys for making us your first listen, and make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But David, Josh Palmer was the big story coming out of preseason game number two. He did not have a connection in week one with Chase Daniel. He definitely had it with Easton Stick, and he was absolutely torching dudes out there. He did not look like he belonged to be out on that field. He was on another level tonight. But unfortunately, we also have to talk about these special teams, which were unfortunate to say the least. Two return touchdowns, new special teams coach. They fired Darius Winton after one season. That is not in midseason form. And yes, some of these guys aren't going to be on the team, but some of those guys might be on the team. And that's the part that's concerning. And I thought the Chargers got pushed around in the trenches. So we're getting into the biggest things we take away before we get deeper into stuff on Monday, like the right tackle position and maybe some of those other position battles. But this episode is brought to you by Elias. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons. Give yourself the edge this NFL season. Find Elias game plan in the App Store or the Play Store today. Josh Palmer, David, I mean... Four targets, zero receptions in the first game for the Chargers. Three catches, 75 yards and a touchdown in the second preseason game. We've known this dude is kind of poised for a breakout season for a little while now. We've been hyping him up pretty much the entire offseason. And this isn't going to be something that you just know, okay, this is what he is now. But that's what you want it to look like, David. He went out there and he was just straight bowling dudes. Well, I mean, I think after the first preseason game where he didn't really do anything, he didn't really make his mark on that game, I I think he was motivated to come out here in this second preseason game and show everybody that, hey, uh, I am a baller on this field. I don't belong to stay on this football field. You can't stop me. And that's what it looked like. He had a contested catch where he mossed a, a defender and it looked fantastic. He wrestled the ball away from him. I mean, he has that ability. And then the just absolutely gorgeous wide receiver screen that he caught, followed his blockers, finished it physically getting into the end zone. Josh Palmer looked like a man among boys on that football field. And that's what you love to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think definitely kind of cements himself as like, okay, wide receiver three to the extent that that's what that position is going to be for the Chargers, right? Because we know Jalen Guyton's going to get snaps and Jalen Guyton looked good tonight too, actually. I mean, he got behind the defender and had a blatant defensive pass interference that wasn't called against him on an underthrown ball by Easton Stick, admittedly. But Josh Palmer, though, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, he's not a true deep threat. I mean, ran a mid four fours in his 40 time, right? But he does have a knack for being able to create a little bit of separation deep down the field without drawing offensive pass interferences, right? Because he's not just openly shoving the corner away from him, but he is super physical. He's super wide. He has a super, you know, 
NFL body, as Brandon Staley would say, pro body. Yeah. And he's able to box defenders out and make big catches like that one. I mean, that was basically a 50-50 ball that was thrown up by Easton Six. Not like he just caught it in stride. He turned around. He was able to make the contested catch, a 46-yard catch, which was awesome. But I think that the the after the catch was even more impressive to me, David, because it's not something that he's known for. It wasn't something he excelled that last season. But when the Chargers ran, that was like a fake running back screen, play action back to a wide receiver screen to Josh Palmer, which is like we've hated wide receiver screens for a long time and have just been trying to banish them forever. (laughs) But on that one, it was two things. I mean, first of all, it was just the burst because once he caught it and he got a field like the north south Josh Palmer is definitely something I could get down with. Right. Going laterally, he's fine. When he was going north and south, though, he's such a big dude, you know, weighing, you know, 210, 215 pounds coming straight out. He's hard to tackle. And then just the physical nature in the preseason, right, to get hit hard at the five-yard line and drag another dude into the end zone, like all super promising because, yes, it is preseason defenders he's going up against. He had another catch where he created a ton of separation on an outbreaking route that he looked really good in as well. Yes. Had a little bit after the catch there too, but it was those two things. It was the burst, which he's not really known for, and then it was also the physicality to finish that run in the end zone, something the Chargers have really lacked, I think, in years past. When I really appreciate that about Josh Palmer, but also the other thing I appreciate is the fact that he is a student of the game and he works incredibly yeah. hard. He studies Keenan Allen's releases, his get-offs religiously. I mean, he he's showing he's showing tape of Keenan Allen to Keenan Allen about things that he was watching. It's just, you know, that's the type of player that Josh Palmer is. And you see him focus on those finite little details and you see those details show up in the game and you see him performing. And that's just goes to show you, this guy is going to work at his craft and he's going to get better. That's what you want out of a young receiver. He shows that want to, and then he goes out there on the field and shows you the ability. And yeah, I mean, obviously he can get a lot better too, which is is a nice thing to think about, but also just how much better he's already gotten, right? From last year to this season. And last year, I mean, basically all he did was score touchdowns. I mean, he had really (laughs) a couple really nice touchdowns last year, including that last game of the season. Also got his first start against the Giants last year and had a really decent game. His skill set doesn't make the most sense to have him, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field still. But he's making it hard to not have him on the field, especially with a performance like this where you're seeing it all come together and it is look different, does look different once people have to actually have to tackle that dude yeah. to the ground. But, yeah, I thought Jalen Guyton looked good as well. Saw DeAndre Carter, you know, in very limited action for all three of those dudes come through and make a couple of catches. That was nice to see. He looked quick out there as well. Yeah. And Michael Bandy, Michael 7-Eleven Bandy that I you know <laughs> labeled him on Twitter because he's always open. Yes. And I think that – it's still hard, David, for Michael Bandy to make the roster. Like It's still hard to see the clear path unless they keep six wide receivers because he doesn't necessarily easily take any of the jobs in front of him, like the speed demon and Jalen Guyton, right, and the return man and DeAndre Carter. But he's meant to make it so tough for them to cut him, David. I mean, in today's game, he has another ridiculous game, right, now through two preseason games, 15 catches, 142 yards, Two touchdowns. He's the Chargers' second leading receiver behind Josh Palmer tonight. Gets his second touchdown tonight. That's all you can do, David. For Michael Bandy, he's doing exactly what he needs to. He's just making it as hard as possible. He's saying, okay, if you want to come here, that's fine, but this is what I can do. At the beginning of preseason, at the beginning of offseason workouts, the Chargers probably looked at their wide receiver depth chart and said, okay, there's five spots there. We already know. And that's, that's what it was last it. year, right? That's, that's how many be- they kept in 2021. Right. And that's going to be the end of it. No, you know, we're not going to add anybody else. 
But Michael Bandy is making them look at that list again and say, man, I don't know. I might have to make a sixth slot there because Michael Bandy is catching everything thrown his way. He is making plays. He's doing absolutely everything in his power to make this decision unbelievably difficult for the Chargers. And that's all that Michael Bandy can do. He stays open. He makes his plays. And he wants a spot on this roster. And if he keeps on making those plays, the Chargers are going to have to think long and hard about that decision. I mean, it sucks because he could keep playing like this and he could not make the roster, right? But at the same time, this is all he can do. And like we've talked about many times before, this is an audition for him for other teams. As much as, you know, Chargers fans, Uh, I want to hear that, you know, like this is huge for Michael Bandy, and we're obviously wishing him success because the dude obviously has game. You know, you see a lot of Wes Welker. I mean, quick little white receiver, easy to make that kind of comparison. But he's a good route runner. He has really good hands. He always gets open. I mean, those are traits teams need. Friendly to the quarterback. The quarterbacks love throwing the ball to him. 100%. You know, even made a man miss and picked up a lot of extra yards tonight. You know, so he has even a little bit of that to his game too. But just playing super well. And if if there was ever a chance for him to make the roster – He's done everything he can to to take it, right? And he'll have another game where he'll definitely play in preseason week three. And he'll have a chance to go off again because, I mean, he's out of touchdown every game, right? At least seven catches. My, Michael Bandy so can feel good about everything that he put on tape here with the Chargers because he did everything that he could. He put right. literally everything that he had out there on the field. No, exactly. And, like, there's nothing. He'll know there's nothing else like he, he could have done. He, Exactly. He'll know he left it out on the field, like no matter what happens. And like you have to take some solace in that. But hey, that dude's trying to get a job. Right. And that's all he cares about right now. But that unfortunately wasn't the only takeaway. It was a very sloppy game by the Chargers. And it's the preseason. You don't want to overreact. But there's a lot of reason to be concerned about the special teams unit that was one of the worst in the entire NFL last season. And that unit gave up two return touchdowns tonight. So we're going to talk about that in the Chargers getting a little bit pushed around in the trenches coming up after this but i do need to tell you guys that if you're ever in a pinch there's one thing that you have to do and that's you have to go and download the dave app because with dave they are somewhere that's going to help you out and just talk to you know give a thank you to future you right you're sending yourself some money with the dave app and the nice thing about the dave app it's a banking app that can get you 500 instantly with extra cash and you can't change the past but what if you get a little bit of help from your future self that's what you're getting with Dave. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed, and millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download the Dave app, and you can do that by downloading it at the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees applied. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, David, we are here with the very special post-game show. Just wanted to get a little extra content for you guys out. And I know that's something, you know, that we've been trying to do a lot this week. We had six podcasts this week, and now we're doing one on a Saturday night. And we want to be able to react to this with you guys. But it's hard to, you know, look for things to talk about from this game specifically, David, without talking about the special teams unit. Because, I mean, no matter who's out there, there's no way to feel good about the disaster that we saw on Saturday night. No, not at all. It's just like... Oh, no, here we go again. This cannot be happening. The Chargers have done so much to try to overhaul this special teams unit. They had a special teams coordinator last year that wasn't, unfortunately, didn't do enough, didn't make enough of a change there to improve that unit. 
Uh, and then you go into this year with a new special teams coordinator, a new long snapper, a new punter. You signed your your kicker long term. You feel like you're you got some good momentum going in that special teams area. And then tonight happens and you give up not one, but two return touchdowns, special teams, touchdowns. When you give those up, it is crippling. And yeah, I'm not talking about the effect on this game because I don't care about the final score. That doesn't matter. It's when that happens in the regular season and you give up those points. Those are points that are really hard to come back from because you're really putting your offense behind the eight ball and you know man those special teams are killer so when you see that tonight man you're like that that's not going to cut it it's got to get fixed before the regular season it's just like one of those moments you're just like we're gonna do it again like we're gonna see this it's gonna be the same movie and that is an overreaction right to some extent because you do have to let it play out but like we also know how much room they had to go, right? Like, yeah. I do think the punt unit will be better because I do think J.K. Scott at least brings some different things that will help them more I agree. than Ty Long did. But, like, distance-wise, I mean, he is average. And he hits the hang time. I mean, he hit a bomb on the punt return that got, you know, returned in this game. But a 98-yard kickoff return by Cavante Turpin and then an 86-yard punt return by Cavante Turpin. <laughs> Maybe the Chargers should have brought in Cavante Turpin. I mean, that dude looked... Really amazing. Good. I mean, he yeah. was making dudes miss for sure, but like the kickoff return touchdown, he might have gone untouched. Like, I'm not even fully, you know, convinced yeah. somebody touched him on that return. Just a wide open lane not right great. down the center of the field. I mean, that's just missed assignments, right? That's just bad yeah. football. That's sloppy football. Yep. And if it's coming to, you know, Dustin Hopkins in the hole to make a one on one tackle on a return, man, like you're already, it's already too late. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they had two return touchdowns that didn't call, get called back by flags is miraculous on its own, but like, Dean Leonard, of course, on the punt return touchdown. Ugh, it was tough because last week, right, first preseason game, he was a half second early in yeah. hitting the punt returner. Would have been a beautiful hit, right? Would have been really tough to hang on if he would have been able to time it correctly. Yeah. And on the punt return touchdown in this game, I saw it. I saw the moment where he slowed down a little bit because the dude didn't have the ball yet. And that half a second ended up costing him because then he had hesitated. He had lost his momentum a little bit. He kind of got himself out of control, and he missed the tackle. He was had the best chance at a tackle on that play. But the thing is, David, is like, it is the preseason. It, yeah. it, this is, it could be a little bit of an overreaction, but like the schemes are the same, especially on special teams. Yeah, you're not going to pull out fake punts and stuff like that, but like the discipline and even some of these players, because these players, David, a lot of these undrafted free agents, a lot of these guys at the end of the roster, this is how they make the team is by going and playing on special teams. So as much as you can say, hey, these are third-string guys, that's not necessarily necessarily like your third string punt unit, right? Because some of those dudes, yeah. if they do make the team, they're going to be part of it. It will be a different unit, but you can't feel good about that. Like it, it still should be much, much better. And it is a little concerning, at least. It is definitely concerning. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this is the special teams unit you're going to see when the Chargers kick off against the Raiders. No, because... I'm not even certain it's going to be worse than it was last year. Right. Like, right. I, 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 I do think there are going to be improvements. But, you know, when you see this happen in a game in any capacity, whether it's a, a regular season game or a preseason game, you know, you are going to have some of those guys that are out there right now that are trying to to earn a role to try to win a job that are, you know, a, are going to be out there on special teams. You know, there's going to be a couple of those guys. It's, it's, it's inevitable. And Hey, if this is what they're putting on tape here to try to earn a job, it is not going to help their case at all, but yeah. there is a lot to learn from this. Whenever you make mistakes, there's a lot 
of things that the coaches can point out to correct, and hopefully they can make those corrections, and we can see a much better special teams unit in this third and final preseason game. Yeah, I mean, hopefully so. And, and I think the thing is, is just personal was, where did you get a lot better? You have the same kicker now in Dustin Hopkins. You didn't have him the whole season last year, so in that regard, right. you will improve. But you got a new punter, that should help. You got a new long snapper, that should help, right? But everything else, like the guys that are going to be playing that, we don't know yet. We don't know how much better they are. We don't know. Like, I don't know if DeAndre Carter is a better kickoff returner than Andre Roberts was, yeah, right? I, I mean, I know he'll yeah. probably be a better punt returner, but we haven't seen that really either. He looked at in training camp. Still have to see. Real quick before we get out, though, I do think, you know, Chris Rump, we talked about, you talked about him before. You know, he had a tackle for us. He also looked really good yeah. still in this he, he game. He looks good, man. Thought Morgan Fox had some nice plays in this game. I thought Michael Davis had some nice plays in this game. Yeah. Not a ton of other highlighted performances. We'll get more into some guys, you know, especially offensive line stuff. But, like, in the trenches, I mean, the Chargers, none of their running backs could get anything going. I mean, the, I the mean Josh Kelly had a nice, like, nine-yard run there. I mean, he shows some <laughs> burst. But, like, that's pretty pretty much it. One I guy mean. had one nine-yard run is a, a not, not quite the, you know, statement of – like not in a lot the of faith to of be able to put running in running backs. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely I mean, not a, not if a you're good pointing thing. to a nine yard rush is like, Hey, somebody did something good. I mean, I think that <laughs> kind of tells you what the night was, but yeah. I thought just like defensively, I mean, the Cowboys running game, I mean, they had a 69 yard driver. They threw the ball one time, you know, and yeah. ends up in a one yard touchdown run. I thought they got pushed around a little bit. And then the backup offensive line, I mean, it was hard to get really any kind of read on any of the running backs, really David, just because I mean, it's just, and like all those, like all your offensive linemen are important, right? So like, yeah. I mean, you, you don't, you can't really use your most valuable linemen out there, even your most valuable backups, backups for a ton yeah. of time in the preseason. Like we right. know Storm Norton, Trey Pipkins are playing. We'll get more into them on Monday. We can go back and watch them. We'll see some, you know, Rock, or, uh, Jamari Sawyer, and yep. we'll see all those other guys too. But like, God, they were they were getting manhandled. They were getting out physical really in the trenches, and I think that made a lot of things kind of hard to judge in this game. It did, and it really made for a really tough watch in that second totally. half. I mean, I mean yeah, just, it, really the whole was, game, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really hard to stay focused because there's just a lot of sloppy football there. Yeah. The offensive line getting pushed back. The defensive line, especially towards the red zone, just getting caved in by the opposing offensive right. line. The running backs just seemingly torpedoing through everybody uh, when getting into the end zone. It just it wasn't a very clean game. It was very sloppy, a lot to fix, and you know, there's got to be a lot of improvement there. Uh, it, it was it was a very, very t- tough game to watch uh, for the second preseason game. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely some individual performances that we can highlight, you know, on Monday when we go back and rewatch the game. I thought a couple dudes stood out, but I want to go watch again. Yeah. You know, we didn't it didn't see, you know, Besante Samuel Jr. really anything from him, didn't really get targeted also. Like, no. there, there was a lot of things we didn't get to see, but Obviously, a lot more coming up this week, and this is going to be a crazy week on the Lockdown Chargers podcast because this is the week leading up to the final preseason game, right? And then the final cuts coming almost immediately after only a few days later. So we're going to have more bonus content coming for you guys next weekend as well. So I hope you guys appreciate, you know, and, and enjoy us getting stuff out right after the game because if we do, then we'll keep doing it after the games in the regular season and all that stuff too. But thank you guys so much for checking in on us today. We have more of the breakdown, especially on the offensive line and everything else from the preseason game, including both Chase Daniel and Easton Stick maybe making the roster, according to pretty much everyone, it seems like now. Maybe that's a foregone conclusion <laughs> at this point. But we'll get much more into it to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show 
for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. If you guys want to find the show, you can also find it on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find the show on Twitter at LockdownLAC. And if you guys want to vent about a pretty sloppy preseason game, you can call on to 323-524-7924. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today at 1030 11 almost p.m. that night Pacific time as of recording this. If you guys need a second listen, you guys can always go check out the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast, especially with everything going on right now and most people having their fantasy draft soon. Make sure to check that out with the experts they have over there. A ton of years of fantasy football experience over there and definitely could help you win your league. But we will be back with you guys on Monday for a jam-packed week of shows with a lot to get into. But until then, take it easy and go Bulls.